Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walter. It's my joy to be on the air. And if you didn't see out of the day, this is the kind of day you like. The sun is shining. It's not too hot yet. Yep, yep, yep. It's not like a, uh, not like a Arizona right now. But we got some hot news today. We always got something hot. You know, I mean, we got the, we got melanin and it's always hot. So I'm going to bring on my guest, Mr. Eddie Rye. He's coming in with the update. Also, my other guest is going to be on, too, uh, at the same time. Her name is Sharon Lane. Uh, and they got uh, something that I think the community will be interested in. So welcome, Mr. Rye and Mr. Lane and Ms. Lane. Thank you very much, Ramirez. All right. Um, you want to say hello, Ms. Lane? Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hi. Okay. Yeah. All right. Hi, right. our radio listening audience. All right, Mr. Rye, you was coming on to start this conversation. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, Miss Elaine was on uh, Cairo television uh, last Thursday and Friday uh, about a nuisance incident that she experienced at, a, 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 I guess, a billion-dollar project uh, over at Microsoft. And uh, she's a member of, uh, of uh, the Labor's Union 242. And uh, she can talk more about her experiences because apparently there's a lack of advocacy. And uh, I think that... Uh, uh, when I get an opportunity, I want to share this with Claude Burfick, who is the first vice president of the NAACP. And they were also one of the groups that were working with the brother Carpenter that experienced the same thing over at the Facebook facility in Redmond. That's really something. That's two incidences, both in Redmond. And uh, so uh, when I saw Miss Lane, I said, you know, uh, this is an epidemic. You know, uh, <laughs> a matter of fact, uh, Congressman Hank Johnson said, the next thing you know, it'll be us hanging from the trees. This won't be, the nooses will not be empty. Yes, uh, right. But the thing about it is that when it comes down to economic justice and economic uh, equality, and I, in this instance, inequality, they've had a noose around black businesses in Washington State for the last 23 years. We haven't had affirmative action. It really goes further than that. So, right. um, uh, you know, it's uh, really uh, brave of uh, uh, Miss uh, Lane to step out and let people know what's happening. And I think that when she saw the situation with Brother Massey at uh, the uh, micro at uh, the Facebook facility, uh, I think that that's when she decided we can let her speak for herself to, to speak up. But anyone facing any kind of racism, uh, any symbols of racism, whatever you do, the worst thing to do is is uh, keep it to yourself. That's right. The thing I would advise you to do is to call the Seattle King County NAACP. And if you're in Pierce County, I would advise you to call Jonathan Johnson, president of the NAACP in Tacoma, Pierce County. And in Snohomish County, I would recommend you call Dr. Janice Green, who is the president of the Snohomish County NAACP. Now, I'm also going to say people that have a problem, it costs $30 to join the NAACP. And you have a lot of you advertising that on Mother's show. Come on. <laughs> yeah, our membership is $25. Okay. <laughs> it's, you get a lot more favor if you walk in with a card. But that, that yeah. I'm just saying, this racism is not going away. Yeah. It's, it's, and we uh, all gonna know, have to work together. Okay. Not, right. Donald Trump has really said it's okay to take your hoods off and your robes off and just come on out there with the oath keepers and the proud boys and do what we need to do. So, you know, when you, when you have a group like uh, what happened January 6th, trying to overthrow the government, you can imagine struggles the brothers and sisters are going to have dealing with these majority white unions 
who yes. we've had been battling for the last but, but, years. But this, this struggle in the unions has been going on. Our late sister Verlene always talked about it. Verlene Jones, I, I, she was she was a stalwart. She was a warrior. And she was always saying, and she tried to teach union members how to always file the national for a failure to represent. That's the only way. Uh, and a lot of union, uh, young uh, African-Americans don't do that. And we, we lamented to believe that if A. Philip Randolph was alive today, he wouldn't bring his union into the uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the union, the, uh, the AFL, because really black people get so discriminated now, uh, uh, especially in Pacific, uh, the Pacific Northwest. They were shut out of the trades all the way up until, you know, Tyree and your buddy, your, your buddies took over uh, and took to the streets. Okay? And, and so some of that hasn't changed. Exactly right, Reverend Harry. And you mentioned A. Philip Randolph. Uh, my father was a member of that union, the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters, uh, the only union a black man could belong to in those days. And uh, he came, was dispatched uh, to Seattle to be one of the organizers for the Brotherhood of Sleeping Car Porters for the Northwest. So they had private meetings and they see, you know, they, that second class citizenship and discrimination was here. And this was like, he started coming up here in 1950. We moved up here in 1952 and living on 20th and Denny, we could not live in the apartment building right across the street. So, but we were very familiar with that being from Shreveport, Louisiana. So uh, I, I would think uh, that uh, I really want to applaud uh, Miss Sharon Lane for stepping forward yes. and uh, for taking the pictures. And uh, so Reverend Harry, why don't we ask Miss Lane about her experience? She's a, a member, a card-carrying member of the union. Uh, why, what did the union do? And what has anyone else done to make you hold from this tragic incident? Yeah, we're coming on, Mrs. Uh, Miss Lane. Yeah, we welcome to the Mother's Justice Show, and let's see what we can do and see why we can, you know, get information out to the community. Ms. Lane. Yes, yes ma'am. So, um, once again, my name is Sharon Lane, and I've been with Local 242 for the last 14 years. As I started off as a flagger, I went from being a flagger to being a labor, from being a labor a traffic control supervisor. And throughout my 14 years, my experience, I come across a lot of discrimination. And just so happened last year, working out at the Microsoft campus, I was dispatched to go there to do a job for Skanska. That's the contractor. And my first day there, it was all these, this talk rumors going around about, you know, black people cars was getting vandalized. And so that right there, was like, you know what? I didn't come out here for this. You know, um, enough was just enough. And so I just continued to go to work every day. And then just so happened, one of the days I was casing my area where I had to work at. And I stumbled across, I think it was about four or five nooses tied up. And, um, and I took pictures instantly. And the first uh, supervisor that I seen I went to him, which is an African-American young guy. And I said, hey, look at this. And he looked at it. And he was like, where did you see that at? And I told him. But by the time we got back over there, they was taken down just that quick. And so uh, they knew that that was my area. They knew I was going to be in that area. So I truly believe that that was target for me. Um, I don't like to assume, but... Um, after I showed the pictures to the supervisor, he said, you need to take this to your supervisor. And I said, okay. So I didn't see my supervisor no more that day. And when I came home, I showed it to my mom. Um, 
I think about a week later, um, it was on the news. This other carpenter, black African-American guy was on the news with his attorney. Uh, he was experiencing discrimination verbally. And so that's what my mom told me. She was like, you need to get a hold of that attorney. I wasn't successful with getting a hold of him. Um, but I think like a week later after that, the first supervisor I showed those pictures to, he called me and said, hey, do you still have those pictures? And I said, I do. He said, I'm going to put you in contact with this attorney. And so happened. Um, I was able to talk to that attorney and we have a case going right now against Microsoft, Skanska and Howard S. Wright. So Howard S. Wright, the reason why the case is going against them is because the who, who is Howard S. Who is Howard S. Wright? Howard S. Wright is another contractor. That okay, was another contract. Okay, okay. Yeah. So that's another contractor that was working out there. And the supervisor that I showed the picture to, he worked for Howard S. Wright. Well, Howard S. Wright called him in the office and asked him, had my attorney got a hold of him? And he said no. And they said, Well, we advise you not to talk to him. And he told them. So are you guys telling me if I talk to them that I'm going to lose my job? And they said, we advise you not to talk to him. And he said, well, I'm sorry, I can't do that because that lady, I know that lady, that lady is a woman of integrity. She would not have left this job if she didn't feel her life was in danger. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's just some of my experience. Um, well, number one, I'm just, um, I, I want to applaud your courage. Because it takes a lot to stand up. I mean, but we come from our ancestors. Your ancestors stood up. That's why you're here. You know, they stood up so you so you could be here. If it had not them standing up, you know, you would not be here today. So you probably come from a lineage of people who were never afraid. We had yeah. to, we had we had to not to be afraid to to, to uh, live our life. And I'm yeah. so I'm glad I'm glad you do have a case and that and that the case is going through. I mean, I, I'm glad of that because it's not over yet. So. Uh, so are you working right now? Are you on another site? No, I'm not. Um, I I just decided not to even, I don't want to put myself through it anymore. It, it's too hurtful, you know, it's too painful. And, and, and I get out, when I do get out there, when I did get out there, I did more than what I was supposed to do to try to make these people happy, but it just wasn't enough. And so I was like, you know what? I can't do this no more. I just can't, you know, I'm, I don't look at it as them winning. I just look at it for my safety and um, just so I don't, you know, feel the way I, I felt when I was in that industry. So you, so you, com you completely left the industry. Is that right? You're no longer in the, in the construction. I got out. Wow. Well, yeah. I, I'm sorry that you did, but I mean, I understand everybody has to do what they have to do personally. Yes. Yeah. 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 I, I let it go. I just can't. I, I, after that, that was just like at this day and age and time, that's a reminder of, like you said, our ancestors. That's, and we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to um, go through that at this day, time and age, you know, like, I feel like. I'm just trying to make a living, just like, you know, the Caucasians are trying to make a living. They're no different from what we are, what I am. You know what I mean? And it's just for them to be so hateful and um, just discriminating against us. It's, 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 it's hurtful. It's very, very hurtful to the point where 
actually I'm writing, actually I'm, I'm done writing. I'm in the process of getting it, um, getting it edited. Uh, my third book about the construction industry. And so what I've done and I prayed and I asked God, like, why me? Why do why me to do this? So like, I think like maybe four or five years of me being in the construction industry, I've heard all these stories from all these brothers and all these sisters about, um, about, um, you know, the discrimination and, and the things that they, they, went through. And so I said, okay, I'm gonna write a book about it then. And it's just the stories that I've gathered and I've heard. I don't understand like why haven't no one else stepped up to do something about this. I don't understand why us as black people haven't come together one to fight against this because the union on, on one hand say that they represent us, but they don't help us. They don't help us. And the reason why I feel like they don't help us because they're actually getting paid through the contractors. They're there to keep the contractors in business, not us. And we pay union dues every month. Well, and that's what Sister Verlene was doing. I mean, and I mean, like I say, she's beyond the veil now. She's just beyond view. But she spent, she spent a lifetime. She was also the labor representative for many years uh, uh, over at the NAACP. And, and took up a lot of cases uh, uh, that, that was presented to the NAACP. I mean, uh, this is the industry that has kept us out uh, 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 for a long, long time. And, um, and uh, that's just how that piece is. Uh, on my next segment, I'm gonna be teaching about the history of how we got here with the cat, with, with uh, who people, uh, you know, um, from, from the 1400s all the way to now, uh, because they don't see us as human beings. And, uh, and that's, that's that problem that we have. But yeah, I'm glad you're standing up. Um, and, um, and what's the name of your other two books that you already have published? You have some books already published? Yes, ma'am. The first one is, um, it's, it's like, it's a mini autobiography. It's titled The Tears From My Soul. And it just basically talks about how um, I was able to overcome um, trauma as a kid. Um, to let people know, you know, in spite of what you went through, you don't have to be stagnated in that one little uh, hole or um, you can overcome, you know. And so that's what that one's kind of about. And then the second one is about um, to help young girls to live, to come out of lifestyle of like prostitution, stripping. Um, and it's, it's, it's from, uh, it's the title of his, um, the lifestyle. Um, from A to Z of a stripper. It's a memoir of a stripper. Okay. And, and that book, they both are on, on Amazon. Right. Okay, I want to put you with Cindy uh, Bright. I think that's her last name. She wrote a book about uh, racism, in, uh, racism in the corporate world. Uh, she's on the uh, uh, on Tony B's station down there on Wednesday, I, I believe. But uh, because I think, I think that you, I think she could be really helpful for you. Mm -hmm. I mean, because she's telling it from the corporate world. Uh, and so you're telling it from the uh, from the construction world. I mean, because you know you don't do nothing in the world without construction. You know, straw houses and and hut houses are no longer. <laughs> it's not in the uh, not what people are living in. So without right. constructions, I mean, just like they're building the tiny homes. I mean, uh, you know, without construction, you don't have any shelter. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so it's very important to have shelter. And you yeah. know, I mean, they got all these uh, you know, all these glorified kingdoms going to the sky. But the uh, basic shelter is still needed. So I'm going to put you with her. I'm going to introduce you to her uh, because I think it's really important for 
for, for the two worlds to come together. See, it's a corporate yep. world. Yes, ma'am. Because really, we know these are good paying jobs. And then mm-hmm. Sister Verlene was working on, uh, on such and so that when people got out, of, uh, a lot of times when um, when European Americans get out of the, get a, got a, get, get out of prison, they can go straight and get a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, they can get a job so they do not reoffend, uh, yeah. and they get a job if it's nothing but a flagger. You can not, you can make enough money being a flagger so you don't have to reoffend. Yeah. Um, and so she was working on that piece so the same things could happen for our people. So when they get out, they can go get a job because a job and you know a job, especially a union job, raises the sub raises the tide for everybody because the more money you make the more money you spend yeah uh, uh, but uh, but uh, economic uh, deprivation against us has been going on ever since we stopped working free mm-hmm. I, mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean I mean before it's uh, Eddie jump in anytime he gets ready but uh, as Eddie's daughter says um, we built this joint for free and now you have the nerve to want to build something and get paid so <laughs> yeah it's to make sure that we don't have an economic foothold. Yes, uh, in this country, uh, in a country that that we have a right to be here in. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, I'm just glad you had an attorney. I mean, and you're moving forward with it because, especially if you left the industry, I was kind of waiting for the other part to come up so I could hear that uh, you're working toward your own wholeness and you're working. Actually, you're working toward making your own self a whole. I mean, I, I'm really proud of you. You say, yeah, you're taking you're taking what they used to say down, whatever. You're taking these stones and making some stone soup. Or, you're making some, taking these lemons and <laughs> making some <laughs> nice down south Kool-Aid with the little lemon in it. Okay, we're gonna make it Kool-Aid. Yes, hey, this sister's making Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. It's okay. It's okay because this is how we make it through, honey. We, you know, we ain't had no good time. We've had, we've known no peace in four hundred years. Yes, ma'am. We've known no peace since they stole us. Yeah. yeah I just like to ask uh, Miss Lane about. She's a member of 242. What kind of support did you get from the union? Um, well, just for this incident, I didn't notify them. And the reason being is because when I had a problem before, um, I did notify them. Uh, but I didn't get the support that I should have gotten. It was as if I was in this boardroom with all these Caucasian men and the one supervisor told all these lies and I'm sitting in this room, tears just running down my face. Cause I'm looking at this man knowing he just lied through his teeth. And my rep, who's my BA told me just to be a good girl and do as they say. <laughs> Excuse me. A good girl. Be a right. good girl. As they say, and and you didn't you didn't file national to you didn't file the national against them as a failure to represent. Well, at that time I didn't is because I was still kind of fresh in the in the trade and I didn't know who to go to or who to turn to. So for years I just put up with whatever Caucasian people out to me. I just put up with it. I'm sure sorry you didn't know Verlene because she says if you don't get no action in 14 days, you need to go to the national and put, file a complaint of failure to represent. Because these, these situations never get to national because people don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they don't know what to do in 14 days. If your union does not satisfy you, or does not help you, you have a right. And that's what the handbook says. Now, I'm, I'm not in a union. 
I just mm -hmm. have been educated by my sister. Women yes. educated me to make sure that when I'm talking to union people, I could give them the rope. And she said, and in 14 days, if you do not hear and you're not satisfied, you can file on a national level. And so the problems that we have in locally never get up to the national because people don't file. See? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and then that's why it keeps happening, because at least some of these people from the national could send somebody out here to investigate. So but you know why a lot of them. And this is from what I was told over my years of working in that trade. They don't go public with this because they don't want to lose what they do have coming in. They are afraid. Like well, that's I have true. That's true. She's been in the trade. She's getting ready to retire. I won't say her name, but she's getting ready to retire. And when she seen me on the news, she said, oh, my God, I should have did this years ago. I mean, right, that's just it. See, yeah, go ahead. She's so much, and she's she's like I said, ready to tell you, I think 25, 30 years she's been in the trade, and she's just like, oh my gosh, Sharon. She's like, I should have did what you did, and right. I said, she should have been did this, but she right. said she's afraid of losing what she was getting. And, and but that that that's why they keep us in bondage. See, that's another way of being in bondage because it never gets up to get investigated at a higher level. So I'm mm -hmm. glad that you at least you're taking it to an, another level by suing people. I mean, and you know, and you got the attorney working on that because they need to guarantee a safe workplace for people to come in and do the work. And that's uh, the uh, the builders and the uh, you know Microsoft. They need to, they need to do that. So I mean, I, I applaud you in moving forward like that. Yeah, you know, I was working for selling construction, I believe it was 2009, the same year Michael Jackson passed away. I'll never forget this because I was a flagger and I was working for selling construction. My boss took me from flagging to she taught me how to become a laborer. And I was told to go down to the um to the work, I mean to the break room, right? And I went down there and this was before these cameras came out on these phones. When I went down there, it was like five nooses tied up. And I said, oh, my God. And there was this black carpenter who I still believe is in the trade today, work for selling construction. He's an African guy. And I asked him, I said, hey, is that what I think it is? And he said, just ignore it. I was like, what? Ignore it? Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. See, and that's, that's why that's exactly seeing what you say in that. Wow, I'm so sorry. Because that right there could have made a the difference. And where and where you are today, if somebody had to did something, say right, yes, because those companies, like those big companies, they call them the big wigs, like selling, um, Skanska, uh, Gary Molino. They don't want this kind of publicity. They don't want this on them. Right, right. But again, people go along to get along, and aren't you glad Harriet Tubman and all our ancestors did not go along to get along? And no. somebody, somebody, somebody has to make it. Somebody has to be the one. And, yes. um, and and that's one of the reasons why we're in our place today because people stopped organizing because once affirmative action came in, people got a good job. Then people didn't want to lose what they so-called have. Mm -hmm. But you can lose it anyway, you know, yes. really and truly. I mean, you know, and, uh, you know, Eddie, you know, I had a fight with the state and they came and took my stuff and, you know, I'm still going. So, <laughs> they, <laughs> you know, they took, they took a lot of Negro stuff back uh, on, on the I-200. I, I mean, you know, hey, they just come and run you out of business, you know. But uh, they run us out and we're still doing the work, especially Mr. Ryder. So, Mr. Ryder, do you have anything else you want to add to this conversation? 
Uh, no, I'm just going to be following it closely. And I've invited Ms. Lane to be on Urban Forum Northwest on Thursday because I think everybody needs to hear this story. Um, oh, I do too. Yes. I'll be between now and Thursday, I'll be contacting some people, some Blacks who are involved with the union movement to find out exactly what's going on. Because they, I know IBW, I know they, I don't know that much about the laborers union, but I'm going to find out a lot between now and Thursday. So I really yeah, admire, I, yeah. I admire Michelle Lane's courage. Yeah, and, I uh, do too. I'm glad that you uh, went public with it. Me because, too. Uh, well, when, when you went public, you know, it, you hear about the same thing that happened down the street from you. I guess when you saw that, that really motivated you to get out. And, uh, you know, by you stepping up like this, like Reverend Harriet said, you know, that can also encourage other people to stand up. That's right. That's right. Rosa, Rosa Parks said refused to give up her seat and it created a movement. So that's I'm right. just saying, a lot of times an individual act with the proper support can change things. Yeah. And, and right. I'm going to have to ask uh, my colleagues, you know, at the National Association of Minority Contractors, as well as the NAACP, to sit down with some folks in these unions and find out that's right. what is going on. How long will this be tolerated? I know that uh, right. uh, the MLK Commemoration Committee gave uh, uh, Larry Brown an, uh, an award, and he seems to be really open. So I think that our next move might be talking with him and some of the leaders in the industry to mm -hmm. eradicate this racism and discrimination off these sites. And Reverend Harry, you're right. Uh, I was out there, got arrested several times, and we got put all the way in jail with Tyree Scott. And that was over getting blacks in five building trade unions. And right. you know, we see the same right. things now that That's we saw right. then. Mm -hmm. And I'm still waiting to see two or three black people on the same construction job in, on any of them. And you yeah. On any of them. On any yeah. of them. On any of them. And then at one time, even on time transit, you know, I mean, I, I my for my report, because uh, they issued a report, what they would do is hire uh, African-Americans. Then they went and bring, you know, bring in other people from California and all, all the black people got got discharged. And then, you know, all the other uh you know, because you can check the box, uh, you know, with other other people who are not African American. They could be uh, immigrants, and they could be, uh, you know, Latinos. So, so we get we have gotten played in America, and we have to wake up and understand that we've been the we've been the we've been the um, success for everybody else who comes to the country. I mean, really, and 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 then they play us. But I'm glad you're standing up because really, mothers stand up with you too. And then I'll get in touch with Ashley Randolph Institute. There, I mean, I know Mr. Wright going to reach out to Gabriel too. Because Gabriel is absolutely in, uh, in, uh, interested in this, and we got the little coalition that um, you know that we can we can connect you to. Because you know it's now again. This is coming back again. This is Jim Crow again. I mean, we're back in Jim Crow, and uh, and so people understand we got to band together and, uh, and and understand that we have to do this together, not only for ourselves, our grandchildren, for our children, and and, uh, and all of that and, and, and stuff. So. I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm really, uh, I'm really glad you're here. I, yeah. I, pre I applaud your courage because, mm -hmm. um, because that's what it takes. It takes courage to stand up against a system of uh, whiteness. <laughs> that's what I call it, a system of whiteness. See? Yeah. Yeah. Well, before we go, I just want to say that, you know, uh, a noose was found uh, at one of the Seattle fire stations in the North End, but yeah. we don't know who the person was because, the brother that stepped up was, you know, he was uh, faded out. So we don't know who it was. We don't know. And I will check with the with the, uh, Chief Harold Scoggins. We have that kind of relationship. I want to ask him 
what happened with that incident. But I think it's really important to follow up on stuff to make yep. sure some corrective action has been taken, some apologies have been made, and some people have got paid for the discrimination they've had to encounter. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You wanted to have another comment, Ms. Lane? Yeah, so I was going to add this, um, um, that, you know, I think it was, um, uh, God, what's the name of the company? Um, GLY Construction. And that's another big company that I work for. You know, someone literally on some drywall, they wrote SAVE, S-A-V-E. And I have pictures of all three of how they did it. And then they went back and wrote the letter L between the S and the A. I was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> slave. Also oh, they wrote turn it, they turned, they turned it to slave, right? Yes. Yes, ma'am. And I I got pictures of all this stuff. I was like, are you kidding me? I said, oh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I mean, it's just, it was just thing after thing after thing after thing that was just just happening. Like, no, mm, yeah, <laughs> just too much. Well, you got traumatized, but you know, in numerology, you said you would have for 14 years, four plus one is five, five is the number of freedom. So I guess you did your tour of duty. And so now you're going to talk about it. Yes, I can. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's 14. I'm, I'm ready to, I can't so tell you. So now you're ready to be ready to You know, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm going to make sure you get to know uh, the April Randolph Institute them because I, you might you might even want to go to the, the convention that they have because black union workers are catching it all over the country. And not only here, it's all over the country. I mean, really, this is America. This is the real America. What mm -hmm. we what we thought was, I mean, that was an illusion. Yeah. This is the real America that we're living in today. This mm -hmm. is how it's always been. We had a little reprieve and we stopped organizing doing that reprieve. So now we have to go back to learn how to organize like our ancestors and like all the people who came before. And Mr. Ryder, they keep organizing. You cannot live in America without organizing. We need to be organizing every all the time. That's all it is for our own safety. Marcus Garvey said, Marcus Garvey, Garvey said we need to organize for our own safety. Yes, ma'am. Our own safety. And, uh, uh, and so I just, I just, uh, I just want to, I want to admit, uh, commend your courage because it, it does take, and it's not your courage, it's your ancestors' courage. You're standing on the shoulders mm -hmm. of somebody who came before you. Yes, ma'am. Great, great, great. You know, your great, great, great. That's who's standing. That's who's standing. That's who's standing with you. Yes, and I stand with you also and Mr. Rye and all of this. So I want to appreciate you and Mr. Rye uh, coming on. And I'll yes. reach out to you. I have your number. And I'm going to put you with Cindy because yes, I think you all have something. She has a show down there uh, on, on, on the uh, radio, uh, on the uh, Rainier Beach, on Rainier, uh, Tony B's uh, network down on the South End. Mr. Rye, what is Tony B's uh, network called? Rainier Avenue Radio. Rainer okay, Avenue. yes, yes, on Rain, yes. And so we'll make I'll make connection with them so you can go on and talk about there because you and her got a lot in common. She yes. broke the she broke the news about the corporate world and you're breaking the news about the um, about about the builders trade and union. I think I think you all you two ladies would have a fine conversation. I'll, I'll now facilitate that for you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, then I was talking to you later. You, you listen to the Mother's Justice show on on um we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Uh, this is Harriet Walden. Thank you. Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, 
fashionable footwear, and apparel for life's everyday adventures. In the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.com. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Hi, this is Dr. K. Mahina Intron, inviting you to tune in on Mondays on 1150 KKNW at 5 p.m. to Dr. K's Attuning to Your Abundance, where we honor everyday abundance through positive messages, poetry, music, affirmations, and writing exercises. For more information, contact Dr. K Workshops at gmail.com or Facebook Dr. K's Abundance. Going against the grain has never been this much fun. Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM KKNW. I'm your host, Rep. Morgan. It's my joy to be on the air. Uh, thank you so much for my supporters, the Defenders Association, and everyone else who could uh, continue to support mothers uh, for police accountability and the Mothers Justice Show. This is our eighth year uh, being on the air. And I'm going to continue. Ms. Ms. Lane is going to stay with me and we'll chime in from time to time. But about, this segment here is about history. Uh, and uh, so Ms. Lane is uh, going to be here with me. But I want to talk about ancient history, ancient history that we might not know about. I want to talk about Pope Nicholas V. He was a Pope in Rome. And I want to talk about what he did and, uh, and, and how he started. I mean, how he's, he was instrumental in giving I, I, the church is okay. Church okayed slavery. And I know that might be hard for some people to say. And also Islam was involved with slave trade longer, longer than uh, in, the, uh, uh, in Africa, long before the, uh, the, 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 the Catholics got there. So, um, and uh, June, uh, June 8th, uh, in 1452, uh, the, the, uh, the Pope gave um, Portugal exclusive right to bring, uh, yeah, to bring, uh, to bring the seraphims, pagans, enemies of Christ, and, um, and infidels out of Africa. Uh, and it was the beginning. Uh, he issued the uh, he issued the bull called the Dumas uh, Diversia. It's D I D E R S A S on June eighteenth, fourteen fifty two, and this is the beginning of the slave traffic, the stolen people from Africa, uh, and Portugal had exclusive rights. Uh, Portugal and uh, the, the the king of Portugal and the uh, and uh, the um, the Pope was good friends. And uh, seraphims is another word for Mohammedan. Mohammedans uh, uh, was an old word uh, for, for Muslims. So, so, so the first word, uh, the first word for Mohammedans was seraphims as well as the Catholic Church recognized them. Uh, and also they called them infidels also. And then, uh, then a, a word up from seraphims was Mohammedans. And then the next word was uh, was uh, Muslims that we that we know today. Um, 
And so the whole idea was to subjugate them. And also uh, the Muslims at that time was, uh, again, the Seraphims, uh, was running up the slave trade also. And it was very lucrative. It was a lot of money being made. Uh, and so the, uh, the given Portugal exclusive rights to bring human beings out of, uh, out of Africa, they didn't see them as human. And this is what I want people to understand. They have never seen us as humans. And, uh, and, and so really our fight is to be seen as humans. Uh, the church said we weren't human. And, uh, and they collected 25 cents off of each uh, uh, slave or uh, human being uh, that they uh, brought out of, uh, out, of, uh, out of Africa, West Africa, uh, Portugal. Um, and then later on, after this Pope, he, he lived to, he lived to uh, 19, I mean, to eight, uh, 1454, 55, and then he died. But then uh, the other Pope came in and he gave uh, Spain uh, uh, exclusive right. Mm-hmm. Also, so you had, Spain, uh, you had Spain and Portugal running this uh, 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 bondage uh, trade, uh, stealing people or trying to negotiate to get people out and paying the church, you know, 30 cents on each, uh, each of those, each, of the, each cargo, uh, each person that was in the cargo, we call them person because we know they were human, uh, to bring them to the new world. Um, so when you think about that, you think that, you say you have to understand that the church, the church did this. Mm. The church said that we weren't human. And then this same Pope said that we would be in perpetual servitude. And that's why they don't want you to have any money, no good jobs. See, all of this rings down to the days. It's part of every public policy. It's, all of this is down in this stuff. That's why we've been left out of jobs. I mean, when you bring it on down, we have to bring it on down to where we are today to understand that mm-hmm. this has been going on now for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. And the church has never said they were sorry. Wow. Now they did say they were sorry for uh, for for with uh, doing World War II, but a pope has never issued an apology for all the human beings that were stolen. Wow. Never. I mean, so so the more we know, the more we can grow. Yeah. And so we got to get past this, and then this is how they used the Bible and also to subjugate us. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's still being used to subjugate and uh, uh, and, and and the stinking. But uh, it's uh, yeah. So because um, there was still a war going on between uh, uh, the Byzantines, uh, uh, between the um, Constantinople, uh, the people there, and and the Pope, uh, and Rome. See, because they had this fight going on a, a long time. Mm-hmm. But he said that we were pagans because oh. we were enemies of Christ, and uh, and in the Bible, all this came from from the Africans. See, I mean, they stole everything, turned it upside down took it as they own um, and then put us in bondage. But the biggest story on all of this, uh, Ms. Lane, is that um, after, um, after Spain and Portugal had exclusive rights to bring human beings out, then all of the rest of the uh, countries that were still loyal to the, pap- to the papacy broke with Rome. Uh, and then uh, uh, Germany broke with Rome, with, with Martin Luther, with the Reformation. But really, Reformation was just a sham to get into the slave trade. Then after that, I mean, you had the French Revolution. They broke with Rome. 
Uh, and eventually, I written uh, broke with Rome, uh, and and the, and the sun never set on the British Empire. That's why a lot of the you know even Canada is still a subject to the Queen. I mean, a lot of subjugation went on. But Henry VIII uh, uh, broke with Rome after he had beheaded uh, Catherine VIII, uh, his wife. Um, and then he broke with Rome and started the Anglican Church, which is a like the Catholic Church, but so they could get into the slave trade. So every country in Rome and on Europe that was part of uh, even Belgium, the Congo, they all broke, they were all under, the, they were all under Catholicism. They were all under the Pope. They all had allegiance to Rome and they broke with Rome. Every country broke with Rome to get into the slave trade. And that's why some parts of uh, Africa uh, was, was conquered by, uh, by Germans. Some parts of Africa was conquered by, um, and remember, no people get a conquered with having weapons or cause you see the people in Ukraine, they still fighting because they have weapons, okay? I mean, so, so when the colonizers came to America, they brought the guns. The only reason why we're in this shape today is because we were outgunned. We were out, we were, they had the web, they had the weaponry of the modern day and those times, like these missiles are today. And so the people were, uh, so they were, uh, they were outgunned. Not, not that they were too lazy to fight for their own freedom. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. And then uh, the Rome, uh, then uh, England became the uh, became the, the uh, most powerful country uh, during running the slave trade was England. And it went on for a long time. Yeah, went on for a long time. And they also took slaves into Europe. I mean, but but they ended the slave trade, taking them to Europe and to bringing them and bringing them to the Americas. I mean, North and South America, Portugal. That's why that's why Nigeria. That's why uh, I, 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 down there in uh, South America, I, they have the largest, um, the largest, um, the largest uh, African American uh, uh, Negro population, a uh, Black population down there in Brazil, uh, outside of Africa. It's because of because of how many of the Portugals brought into Brazil at that time, and then they have this line that they do down there. One line. I don't know, I don't remember the treaty, but on one side, Spain could bring people in. Spain, that's why Mexico was speaking, Mexico, they speak Spanish. Down in, uh, down in Brazil, they speak Portugal. And then you have the islands and other places. And so they divided up the world for themselves. You know, so uh, anyway, I'll let you have some comments because I, I put out a lot. <laughs> Maybe we'll take a break. Let's see what time. Yeah, that's why we take a break there. We'll take our last break and come back and then we'll have some comments. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show. This is our history time right now. We'll be right back. <laughs> Market Street Shoes is happy to sponsor the Mother's Justice Show in honor of our mother, Jackie Higgins Rosebrook, who spent her life fighting for social justice and also in honor of all mothers who fight for social justice. Market Street Shoes, fashionable footwear and apparel for life's everyday adventures in the heart of Ballard since 2006. Visit MarketStreetShoes.com. What do trees make you think of? Life, longevity, health? There's a reason for that. They're the building blocks of our ecosystems, capable of restoring land and environment while creating stable food systems and economic opportunity. 
At Trees for the Future, for 30 years, we've worked with smallholder farmers in developing countries to establish sustainable agroforestry methods. Where there was once deforestation and poor agricultural practices, there are now thriving microenvironments we call forest gardens, made up of more than 50 species of trees and dozens of shrubs, fruits, and vegetables. Through Trees for the Future's forest garden approach, Thousands of farming families have successfully brought their land back to life. A sustainable solution to hunger, poverty, and climate change. Sponsored by Trees for the Future. You're invited to join the movement at trees.org radio. Working hard to put a smile on your face. Alternative Talk 1150. Good afternoon. You're listening to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 AM, KKNW. And justice is what it is. That's what we're going to talk about. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. It's my joy to be on the air. I'm continuing with the history lesson, but I'm going to miss uh, Miss Elaine wants to have a few comments. So she's been a great student. All right. <laughs> yeah, I've been, been a teacher and a student today. Okay, that's when you were a teacher, and now you, you know. So thank you for listening to the history lesson. This is my first time doing the history lesson on there. I've been on there for eight years. I mean that. So I decided we needed one. So hey, have, have a comment. Yeah, I've been listening, and it's um the conversation is is very is very touching, um, and it's sad, and to tie that in with what we started off with the Microsoft campus and the nooses, you know, it's, it's hurtful, you know, it's very hurtful. And, um, who wants to, I don't want to be reminded. I don't believe none of us wants to be reminded. We'll never forget, but to see this in this day, time and age, it's just, it's unacceptable. It is so unacceptable. But also, in the midst of this, we need to see that we're that we're victorious. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is our story. Mm-hmm. Our story is not one of sorrow. Our story is not one of uh, of uh, of defeat. Yes. We're the most victorious people that ever walked the face of the earth because our ancestors suffered, and they mm-hmm. were determined to have a tree on this side of the river, and yes. they had children, and they might not have never seen their children again. But their children and their grandchildren and their children, children are here. And mm-hmm. our story is one of victory, not one of defeat. Yes. And that's yes. what we have to understand. Our story is one of victory because yes. they said we will be in perpetual servitude. But you know what? Look, you know, I mean, it's like just because you said it don't make it so. And, yes. then, you know, this, this, this is, you know, this blood is not on our hands. Mm-hmm. We did not steal ourselves. Mm-hmm. We need to be clear. We did not steal ourselves. Yes, ma'am. And we did not, I mean, somebody stole us mm-hmm. and made and made money on us. Mm. Yes. And because they said we would be in perpetual servitude, and that means a life. And then they taught us that if we suffer here, then we go to heaven, we die, and then all the songs about you know going on to heaven. That's part of that's part of that mentality to make us, oh, well, we saw, I mean, and our children now they out there catching a bullet, trying to get out of the body. Don't understand that they're the most victorious. We're the most victorious people who ever lived in America. Yes. Not, not discounting our Native American brothers and sisters. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but really, we we fought for our own liberation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We fought for our liberation. These people, everything we've got in America, we fought for it. They didn't wake up one morning to be nice to the Negro. They mm. didn't wake up. And even being a Christian, they didn't give you that one more piece of bread. Yeah. Okay, so there's been no compassion. 
It's yeah. been no generosity. Mm-mm. Everything we've gotten in America, we have absolutely earned it. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's like you earned those 14 years and now you're free. You're 14, 1, 14, 5, and now you got your freedom and writing a book. Yes. So you earned it. Yes. You earned it. Mm-hmm. You earned it. Nobody yes. was giving us anything. Okay. No. We've given everybody else something because everybody else come and they get they get to ride on us. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But us, I mean, and 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 America owes us and another and the Native Americans. Okay. Everybody mm-hmm. else has come to America by their own free will. We didn't come for freedom and we didn't come for safety because mm-hmm. we've known neither. You know no safety on your job. Because you did understand you had all this uh, all this trauma all all this all this stuff going on and so hey so so our story is one of victory yes and yes. that's what we need to understand we need to teach our children that we are victorious yes. to all of this yes yes to all of this let's see right and then and then we understand that we our ancestors are with us mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, if you go home and you talk to your mom or if your grandmother's still alive, they're going to tell you these stories of courage. Yes. You know? mm-hmm. Of courage. And so they want us to be defeated. Like, we don't have no courage. We're the most victorious people in the, in the world. Really? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the church got rich on us, sugar. Mm. The church got rich on us. They got all these big old places. And then, you know, I mean, then when the Spaniards came into to Mexico, uh, Negroes was already there, and some came in the uh, in the fifth century, uh, before mm-hmm. slavery, and they came again in fourteen uh, before Columbus, and that's documented. So, um, so, so they were already there. You already had black people already in the Americas because we left Africa two hundred thousand years ago, upright, and people every 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 continent. Okay, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and it takes a, it took a lot to try to subjugate us. In order to make a slave, you got to take all this history away. Mm. You cannot make a slave out of people who know who they are. They refuse to be one. Right. That's okay. right. Okay. And they stopped bringing uh, uh, some because because some of the people were so unruly, they stopped bringing them to America. And then they stopped in Haiti and, and Cuba. And then they brought they brought the younger kids out because, because they, they were unruly. I mean, we're truly unruly. We're truly unruly people. We have not been conquered yet. And we need to understand that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Well, you weren't conquered. No. no, no. So we have to tell our stories. Yeah, we have to tell our stories of victory because yes. the noose is for them. Okay, yes. it ain't for us. They right. think they're scaring somebody. You know, it's like to stop it. You know, yes. they ought to go get a life and leave us alone. They haven't left us alone in four hundred years, and <laughs> and still we forgot the victory. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. See, we still got the victory. Yes. You know? And yeah. they, they go on these, and they be planning all this stuff, and they wonder, well, how do these people keep going? Because in the 1800s, a guy named uh, Henry Berry, he said, if we could extinguish the light, he said that in 1832 in Mecklenburg, North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, uh, he said, if we could extinguish the light of understanding. Mm-hmm. So when the light of understanding came, that the slave would not see the light, then we would be safe because he would be like a beast in the, in the, uh, in the yard, in the field forever. But mm. they did not know that the light of understanding comes from within. Right. Yes. That's where it comes from. Yeah. Your intuition comes from within you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that's how you get inspired. See, you know. So yeah. <laughs> you know, so hey, this is what so anyway, I wanted this is my first time doing the history lesson. I didn't, and I'm I'm glad that you stayed on. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I was determined the day after I knew Mr. Riot called me. And I, you know, I, because I, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, so the inquest process came back, finding for the police uh, around the, the death of uh, uh, the shooting of Charlie and Lyles. And I'm really affected by that case. I'll have another time to talk about that. But I just wanted to, um, after I knew you were coming on and that I witnessed the ride, I said, well, let me just talk a little bit about history yes. and how we got here. Yeah, how we I'm got good. here because see, because we're saying in in near twenty twenty, why is it still going on? Because they don't see us as human beings. Mm. The church said we weren't. We mm. didn't have a soul. Mm. We were soulless. It's a pig. They were, we didn't have a soul. So mm. I mean, we weren't human. We weren't human. Mm-hmm. Wow. And so this is trickled down. It is flooded down, not trickled down. It is flooded down throughout the centuries that we were only qualified to be the beast in the field, to do mm. the grunt work. We were not human beings. Mm. And they also didn't think our brain was the same. They didn't think we could learn. That's why they didn't want a, a black quarterback. They didn't think we were well, smart enough to be a black quarterback. And then Doug Williams changed all of that. He was from the great state. He played down, he was from, uh, he graduated from uh, Mr. Robertson's school out there. Uh, down in Louisiana, you have um, you, you have Southern and then you have the other black school. So he had graduated from the other black school down there. Yeah, what was the name of it? Gramlin. That's right, Mr. Robinson. Yeah, it was a coach. What when in this coaching history was Mr. Eddie Robinson. I, I mm-hmm. never met him, but my children did. I love that guy. Yeah. Our time is coming to an end, but uh, I will introduce you to uh to Miss uh, Bright uh, Cindy. So you all have something in common. I'll make that connection for you this week, okay? I'll yes, have her reach out to you. Yes, but I want to thank you for being my guest on Mother's Justice Show and being my being part of being one of my pupils here. For uh, I'm a historian, I love history, but being one of my first pupils here on uh, on history on Mother's Justice Show. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you. You listen to the Mother's Justice Show on 1150 KKNW. I'm your host, Reverend Walden. See you next week. Take care. Stay cool. Stay hydrated. Yes. Mm-hmm.